0: In a world that seems so divided, the universal language of music is one thing that we could all agree upon. I'm Ted Kelly, and this is Can't We All Just Get a Song? Uh, with me today, we have a great musician, David Siegel, and we're going to talk about an organization that he co founded called Can Do Musos. Can Musos is a unique organization that has now taken on global proportions. David, it's great to see you, and and just for full disclosure, David and I were colleagues at CBS a long, long time ago. We've uh, always remained friends, and he has been such a talent. In fact, he's a brilliant drummer. I'll share this story just to set it up. So David's this great drummer, and at CBS, we would always have these different concerts and things and different events, and it was a great party atmosphere, wasn't it? Very much. During those party atmosphere, we'd have bands. And David was such a cool drummer, I would ask the bands, I'd say, hey, listen, David's here. Let David sit in. For any band, I'm sure. And somebody coming up and saying, hey, listen, could you let my buddies sit in for a little while? They they always look with a jaundiced eye like, oh, what's this, right? And David would get there and play and he would just kill it. And he was just awesome. I have those great memories of you and you just being an amazing colleague. And just such a driven individual to spearhead with your colleagues the creation of Cando Musos. And I'm going to let you tell the Story about what the organization is. Uh, share a little bit about your background, uh, how you got into drumming and how that led to the development of Candom Musos. Sure. I was I was uh, born and raised
1: in New York City. Most of my time on the on Roosevelt Island, which is a little strip of land in between the East River under the 59th Street Bridge. And um I had, probably in junior high school, started to notice the drums and and was always looking forward to the school band playing at school functions. It just seemed so cool. And one day I, I just, I couldn't sit still anymore. I had to get the drums. I had to find some way to get a drum into my house. So I lived on the 11th floor in one of these huge apartment buildings in Roosevelt Island. I knew a friend that had a drum set. I called him up. I probably called him up twice in my entire life on Most of the Island. And I said, can I borrow your snare drum? He goes, he goes sure. So I, I, dra- I, I walked up to his house. Um, he was in another building that was uh, on the 15th floor in, in a place called Island House. Uh, I got his hi-hat and his snare drum Dragged them across the, you know, across the street, Got them up to my house and started to play drums and started to. And I think one of the first beats I tried to learn was Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. And that's how it started. And then, you know, I had to figure out uh, how to hold the stick. My mother, who was who worked at CBS also, so radio is sort of in my blood, I feel. She got me some drums for Christmas time and she went to Manny's. So she talked to one of the prequel at Manny's who taught. So she said, I met this guy at Manny's named Fred Klass. Would you want to study with him? Sure, I went to his house on Twenty Third and Lex, right near that that big uh, armory. So we went there and we tried to figure out how I was going to hold the drumstick.
0: Again, since this is an audio podcast, uh, I'm sure the questions coming up will hold, hold the drum and hold the hold the drumstick. Get into explaining about that. Sure. So I was
1: born with Arthur So it's something where you just they're not they're not sure what it what it's caused by. Um, but I had to have over 20 corrective surgeries. Wow! To be able to to be able to function, to able, they weren't they weren't my feet were backwards, and my hip uh, they had to build me a hip joint. You know, I had all these surgeries where they'd move it this much, they'd move it a little bit, like like 20 degrees. Have to make it heal. Move it another 20 degrees. Have to make it heal. So it was
0: that sort of progression of surgeries. Amazing. Um, it's a joint-related. It is.
1: It's a joint-related, and you know, you're born with sort of fatty tissue instead of, instead of instead of muscle tissue. Wow. You know, and you know, some people have muscle tissue. You know, some people have full movement of their joints. It varies. Uh, somebody's different limitations that,
0: that they're born with. It depends. So, you know, when you and I were working together at CBS, your ability, when you we were just speaking about muscles, your ability to uh, move and lift and, you know, do all the different things that we did in marketing and promotions. I mean, you were right there with all of us, right. probably lifting sometimes more than us. Do you think that getting into drumming before that helped muscle development? Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely,
1: it was it was a good way of uh, getting movement in my joints, uh, keeping limber, and it just really helped. So it definitely it definitely did, and I teach somebody now with arthritis and one of the reasons why. She likes to play the drums and her parents like to play the drums because it helps them gain movement.
0: How awesome is that? It's so funny. Uh, David and I were just talking before we started recording that we've known each other for 30 years. And uh, these are a couple of things that uh, I'm just learning about you. All right. So continue.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so I... Uh, So I started to play the drums, and one of the things we had to figure out was how I'm going to hold the drumstick. And so we sort of melded our brains together to to come up with something. We came up with a wristband and duct tape and that worked so when my hand would address the drum it would sort of fall down so I couldn't I couldn't play on the tom-toms I could only play on the snare but through practice my hands and my muscles became acclimated to playing the drum so I could do it and it was just to you know sheer practice and just not not giving up on anything and and a side note my mom told me this story a couple of. Uh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. I was like, wow, that's me in a nutshell. She used to take me to the beach. And, um, you know, I would build a sandcastle. And I would always build it. (laughs) I would always build it right near the shore. So every time the, the water would come in, it would destroy the sandcastle. But I would just keep building it right there. And I would just keep building it. It would get keep getting knocked down and I would just keep building it right there and just never give up. So that's, I was like, wow, that's, that's sort of me in a nutshell. You what know, a metaphor I, for
0: life, man.
1: A metaphor for just keep wow. going on and, and just not giving up. Um, and that's how, what I, I would always try to um, find a way to do something like the drums before the drums, it was tennis. You know, I wanted to be a professional tennis player, but when I reached, sort of the apex of that I just I switched to drums because I couldn't I couldn't go any further so and then I had this amazing experience and I don't know if I'm ever tell you this so my dad lived in California and we went to this place called uh, Fred Siegels I'm, uh, I'm familiar with Fred Siegels yeah, yeah and Buddy Rich was there. No Buddy way. There. Buddy Rich is an amazing, amazing legend legendary one of the top drummers of all time. Legend and my dad says, hey, go tell Buddy you're a big fan of his. And I was like, I was just an embarrassed kid. Yeah. So I said, no, I just want to go over and do something. <laughs> just, want,
0: just want to go and buy a $700 shirt. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah.
1: And my dad goes up to Buddy and says, my son's a huge fan of yours. And Buddy says, here's my number. Have him call me when I get back to New York. So I called him. nervous. Buddy Rich. Yes. Nervous as hell. Nervous as hell. I called him and I just remember him. He was so nice. And he invited me to to several gigs and to the studio. I couldn't go to the studio because I didn't do homework. (laughs) But but I got to go to see him several times. And my drum teacher, Fred Klax, was my my chaperone. And we got to go on the bus and hang out. Buddy would come out, you know, after he sort of talked to the band, quote-unquote. What
0: do you think this is, anyhow? What kind of plane do
1: you think this is? What kind of miscues do you call it? What fucking band do you think you're playing on? You want to fuck with me on a bass band? What kind of trumpet section do you call us tonight? And saxophones? saxophone? You've got to fucking be kidding me! And he would come out, he would s- sit down in his white bathrobe and chill out and just, you know, be very nice to me and give me a pair of sticks, and which I wow which I can't find. Damn. Don't you hate when that happens? I know. It's like, why don't, why don't I put them in a safe place? It was just an amazing, amazing experience. Um, and then I heard this addendum from my drum teacher. Fred and I, we still talk a lot. And he and he told me the story maybe two to three years ago. And I was like, I, I swear I wanted to cry. Because it was like, one time we were on the bus and... And uh, Fred sneezed or something, but he thought he was sick or, or he was making some sort of joke at Buddy's expense. So he kicked him off the bus. Get out of my
0: bus. He had a habit for kicking people off his bus. Get out of my bus.
1: And I don't remember this, but he <laughs> let me stay on the bus. So Fred didn't know what happened. Get out of my bus. Moving a couple weeks forward and Buddy was looking for a specific drum part fred worked at Manny, so they called up fred after hours and buddy came over to the drum to the drum department and they look through this myriad of, of drum equipment for this one piece they find the piece and as they're walking downstairs he puts his arm around fred and says i really think it's great what you're doing with that kid and he was talking about me and i swear i, I, I almost i almost cried i'm a And and Fred was like, I'm back in the good graces of Buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, man, Buddy Rich probably didn't want to get sick, and you sneeze in front of Buddy Rich. I know. I (laughs) I know. I know. I'm glad Buddy Rich isn't having to go through COVID. He'd be really pissed off all the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> that yeah. is a great story. Okay, so flash forward. Over yeah. the years, because you, you've played with bands, you've met some very interesting people through the years, and uh, you're, you're a great talent unto itself. In fact, I'm going to make sure that I include some of your drum solos that have gotten literally hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube from yep. uh, some of the pieces that you've done, you put on there, which is which is just brilliant. So your personal accomplishments are many. You're a drum tutor as well. You were talking about that. Circle now to this formation of Kandu Musos.
1: Kandu Musos is what well, we, we term ourselves as the global voice for disabled musicians. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. We formed in... 2013. One of my great teachers in my travels is a guy named Dom Famulero. In the early 2000s, I started to go to this drum camp. All the people that I idolized, and Dugu Chancellor, who played on Billy Jean, Bernard Purdy who played on Steely Dan, were going to be at this camp. And Dom was there and I met him so I started to take lessons with him so I used to go to Long Island so Dom says this guy named Andrew Hewitt is coming out he's got a grant from Australia to come out and see what people are doing about studying music so he's going to come to my studio why don't you come down and then there was another drummer who's got cerebral palsy named Mike Mignona and he invited Mike when the four of us were together and and Andrew's wife was there, we were like it, it was going to be just a lesson for Andrew, but it turned into this meeting, uh, a summit of some sort of. What could we do to empower musicians, all musicians with disabilities? And that's how Can Do Musos was born. Uh, we came up with Can Do and You Can Do. Uh, attitude mm-hmm. and then Yuzo is somebody that's very passionate about music. And it's a phrase that's more used in Europe and Australia. So we put the two together and we, that creates, well, you know, we, we didn't want it to be the coalition of X, Y, Z. We wanted to have a unique name to describe our, our vision. Um, so we, we went on the web. Uh, Andrew does HTML. So um, when he got back to Australia, he started to populate the site. Mm-hmm. That day, we bought CandyMuzos.com, and, and our dream was sort of born. And now we're up to 350 members
0: from 36 countries, and we've done a lot of great stuff. All uh, different musicians and all different all types different of instruments, musicians. singers, yeah. Guitarists, drummers, I mean, and the great thing is, you know, talking about radio being in both of our bloods, right? Can Musos has, uh, I think it's 100 plus now episodes right. of a podcast that Andrew hosts. Out of australia and it's on stitcher and you will have all the links up there for you but uh, the artists that are involved in fact i, I said this to um, to david before we started recording you know when uh, i was doing the global pop channel upop for xm and world space satellite radio these artists and the, their talent and their music and their songs uh, would have been such a perfect fit For a format like that, cheers to uh, Andrew. Please pass along that. uh, I said he does an amazing job, a really well done job in hosting that podcast. You know, when you talk about music discovery and talent and artist discovery, you you will absolutely love it when you check it out. So I'll have the links up as well for you. 330 plus members that you describe as as a family, right? Yes. We want to make everybody
1: feel welcome, you know, we um, we offer support we, we we work with each other we have discussions about our limitations we almost act also as a support group for everyone
0: a support and promotion group because when you think about getting their music out there with what a- andrew does and with what you do along with andrew with creating the videos and yes. the, and the nam project too i'd like you to talk about nam tell us what that is and tell us uh, the participation that Candu Musos has with NAM every year. Sure.
1: So I've been going to NAM for probably the last, I would say, nine, eight, nine years. And NAM um, is? NAM is the National Association of Music Merchants. It's, it's one of the biggest trade shows in North America. Thousands and thousands of people uh, come there every year um, to test out new instruments do performances talk to record labels and talk to vendors you know it's just a mix of everybody it's huge we've done performances on their main stages and also panel discussions since 2015 spectacular and we've we've had great guests like Leland Sklar was at our last one who's a legendary bass player session session guy we've made an impact and, and one of our programs was to bring people out, out there on our dime. So, so we, this year, we're bringing a drummer out there named Darren Williams. So he'll be able to meet people and talk to people and tell them about himself.
0: That's great. It yeah. that really is something special. So what's next for Can Do Musos?
1: We're just um, are doing a collaboration with an organization called Art We Can. And they are out of South Korea. We have two projects that we that are finished that we're just putting out now. One one video is "Love Is the Answer," which was uh, done with Music artists and and Art We Can artists. And Art We Can, they have musicians with disabilities that are all across South Korea. So we've sort of merged with them, you know, their, their artists, some of them artists have become members of Can Do. So, right. so it's been, it's been really cool. You know, we did another collaboration where it's talking about you know, overcoming COVID and it's a bunch of different musicians doing solos or playing. So, and the other video we did is a great song called Love is the Answer. It's a great song that was done, I think in 1979
0: by, uh, England Dan. And John Ford Coley. That's right. Which is such a name for a pop group, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) When you talked about COVID and the confines that have been in place for two years for everyone on the planet, the inability to get together, the inability for, for performances to occur. Have you had that collaborative type thing where there's the Zooms or the Google Meets or the edits of everybody performing together?
1: Yeah, we did we did our first uh, our first Candy Musos music festival last last I think it was March or May where we edited together two hours of Candy Musos artists playing. Um, and that was put together by Andrew Hewitt, the uh, the co-founder, and everybody had to get it to him
0: and, quite a uh, bit of logistics.
1: Dropbox, you know, right. phone, you know, iCloud, you know, and it was all put together. And we had an amazing turnout where people watched it and donated and so it it was great. We we, we our goal is to do an in person performance, like at the Hollywood Bowl or a sort of Lollapalooza tour, right? Candy Musos musicians. That's one of our long term
0: goals. Well, with what you all have done in taking uh, candid Musos to over thirty plus countries? Yeah. 30 plus countries with over 300 different family members. I'm sure that that's definitely something on the horizon. What are you looking for from the general public regarding Candu Musos? Not only from a music appreciation standpoint, but from a donation and from a support standpoint, what can they do? They can go to our website, candumusos.com,
1: click on our GoFundMe link, and that would bring them to the page where they can donate. They can also send PayPal donations to donate at kandumuzos.com and that will go through PayPal and they can send checks, sign deeds over, stuff
0: like that. Wheel their classic cars, do all those different things. Wheel them in the driveway. Right, (laughs) nothing wrong with that. You have have enough parking there available. That's right. Uh, What haven't we talked about that you would like folks to know about Kandumuzos?
1: If there's anybody that you know, that people listening know that would like to be a Kandumuzo, it's completely free. You just have to get awesome. in contact with me so they can send any email to info at candumusos.com and,
0: you know, we'll take it from there. And we'll That's really super. That's very welcoming and, and really open. That's uh, yeah. wonderful. We'll get their bio
1: and everything up. As I said, one of our goals is to do a huge concert. We're uh, looking to do a documentary where we'd have a huge concert, like maybe at the Hollywood Bowl, in California and that would be amazing that's in the future so yeah. we're talking about stuff Maybe at
0: Carnegie Hall so. Really spectacular And Can Do Radio is available up on Stitcher i have all the links for you too Because you're going to hear you, you will be immersed With some music discovery That you're just going to love This version of Can't We All Just Get a Song We normally provide a copy Of the artist's music In particular if we're talking to a specific artist uh, But since this is Can Do Musos What we're going to do is offer you a song from one of the artists that are part of Can Do Musos, and all you'll have to do, and we'll give you the text number. But all you have to do is uh, text the words "Can Do" C-A-N-D-O. You'll text the words "Can Do" to our text number, and then the first 500 people who text us are going to get a really cool MP3 download from one of the Can Do Musos artists. How cool is that?
1: That's great
0: Excellent yeah, that's great. David Siegel 30 years Oh um, like, It seems like yesterday Right pal?
1: I know I know uh, Time flies right?
0: It's really great to talk to you Thank you so much You and, too uh, Thanks so much Ted Continued success I cannot wait to come out To uh, see one of those shows At uh, Carnegie Hall Or possibly at the NAMM uh, Festival yep. uh, Or uh, at uh, Hollywood Bowl Sounds good man David take care Have a great day man Alright you too Ted Take care Thanks so much